Welcome to Happiness and Inside Job. This is episode 45, Puppies and Teenagers, and I'm your host, Connie Atkinson. Happiness and Inside Job is the go-to resource for Christian parents wanting to effectively communicate with teenage and young adult children utilizing powerful life coaching skills. What if I told you your children don't need to change anything in order for you to have a fulfilling relationship with them? You can change everything about your relationships with others by merely changing the way you think about them. Imagine the power you find when you stop depending on others for change and you create the change. Suddenly, you stop being the victim and you become the hero of your life. Welcome back, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me again this week on the podcast. Before we get started, I'd just like to remind everybody the doors are open to ThoughtWorks for the December group. So hurry and jump on there and get registered. In December, we're going to be talking about relationships and working on our relationships with other people. The holidays are full of opportunities to improve relationships and get together with a lot of people. A lot of times I hear, oh, I just can't add one more thing until January. I'm so busy. My friends, these principles that we will be working on in ThoughtWorks are key to surviving the holidays, surviving in-laws, surviving married children with in-laws. In this ThoughtWorks program, you have a unique opportunity to get one-on-one coaching with me to apply these principles to your life and your situations. So hesitate no more. Hop on to www.happiness-andinsidejob.com. Go to ThoughtWorks, sign up, and let's get started today. Let's stop dreaming that our lives were different and actively start working to create the change. All right, for those of you who have been following me for a while, you know that I have this tiny little nine-pound puppy that I am completely in love with. I am that dog mom that I used to make fun of. I am now that crazy lady who goes to Costco and buys a roasted chicken every week just for my dog. Now, as much as I love this dog and think he is completely adorable, he has a couple idiosyncrasies that are a little tricky sometimes. For example, whenever anybody comes to the door, he's right there by the door, cute as can be, and the second the opportunity arises, he darts out the front door. Now, if you've had the opportunity to meet my neighbor Susie, my kids call her Mama Susie, you would understand why he loves being there so much. Everybody loves being there. My kids love being there, and he loves being there. The biggest attraction besides Mama Susie is that they have a darling dog. So my dog, McKinney, will dart out the door and run over to see his buddy, Bodie, at any opportunity. Now, my neighbors don't have a full privacy fence. They have a wrought iron decorative fence that's beautiful and has slats just wide enough that my dog can slide in without a problem. Unfortunately, I'm not nine pounds, and I don't have the same luxury. So my dog knows if he can run out and slip through that fence before I catch up to him that he's home free and he can play back there until I'm ready to go ask Mama Susie to let me in the backyard. Now, if all he does is go visit Mama Susie, we're doing okay. But other times, he darts off across the street to visit his doggy friends that are a little bit further away, and that's a lot more dangerous. 
I love this dog and my primary concern is for his safety. Unfortunately, he is as clueless as he is cute. In his innocent little mind, he cannot even imagine all of the ways that his wandering freely around the neighborhood could go wrong. More than once, I've had to jump out in the road to save him from an oncoming car. Now, clearly locking this dog up all day isn't going to be a good solution. Instead, it's a balancing act between keeping him safe and allowing him to assert his independence and explore the world a little bit. Knowing that an open front door can be a dangerous temptation for him, I've now made it a habit that before I open the front door, I lovingly pick up the dog and hold him and pet him while I talk to whoever's at the door. I tried an interesting experiment the other day while I was pulling weeds in the front yard. I had several hours worth of yard work to do, and I wanted him to be outside and be able to enjoy the sunshine. Experience also told me I couldn't trust the little man. So I put a leash on him and just set the leash on the grass. Now, interestingly enough, this leash was not attached to anything. He was as free to travel around with that leash on as he was without the leash, He wandered around my yard a little bit and the neighbor's yard a little bit, but he didn't ever go very far. Just the fact that he had that leash on was enough for him to keep him obeying the rules. Now, you might be wondering what all this has to do with parenting. Raising teenagers is also a tricky balancing act between keeping them safe and allowing them to explore their independence. Both of these skills are essential if they're ever going to become contributing and thriving adults. I half-heartedly joke and half-seriously joke that really all my kids want are a set of car keys and a credit card. Now, clearly that's not actually true. Teenagers actually depend on the structure as much as they want to avoid adult interaction and being told what to do. So as parents, it's our constant struggle to figure out this balancing act between providing structure, which of course is also keeping them safe. I mean, they, like my dog, cannot even imagine all of the ways they could be harmed by this world around them. Now, allowing them to assert their independence and learn how to make decisions And also learn how to accept the consequences, good or bad, of those decisions. But allowing them to explore their independence and assert their independence and make decisions is also an essential part of this balancing act. Now, as teenagers get better and better at asserting their independence and making good choices, then that scale shifts a little bit and we allow them more opportunities as they gain our trust. In the meantime, it's our responsibility as parents to keep just a light rope on them. Now, it's important to note that this is not a chokehold, right? When my dog slipped through the open door a couple of times, therefore escaping into dangerous territory, he lost trust. And as a result, I lovingly pick him up and hold him and pet him while someone is at the door. Now, please note, I don't lecture him and tell him what a bad dog he is while I remind him of his past transgressions, right? Same thing with kids. They need loving guidance, not a chokehold. Now, instinctively, parents want to grab their kids and hold them tight when they detect fear or danger. 
Unfortunately, whether we like it or not, these kids are eventually going to be out on their own and be forced to make their own decisions. So more importantly than keeping our kids safe for a day, our real job is to teach them to detect danger, to teach them to use their higher brain, to act from their prefrontal cortex, and to really think and act smartly before they take action. As parents, it takes a huge leap of faith. Our instinct is just to cuddle them and love them in our arms. And it's a leap of faith to attach that leash and allow them to be on the front lawn. And then it's even harder when we have to remove that leash altogether. But eventually that time will come. And the best thing we can do is to prepare them for that day so that they are ready. Now, clearly this leash represents boundaries, right? I love to look, and I've mentioned this before in podcasts, but I love to look to, to my Savior for an example of how to be a parent. He didn't just send us down here and say, good luck, have at it. He gave us rules. He gave us commandments. He gave us an example. He gave us guidance. And now it's our job and responsibility to learn how to use our agency. So what if we take those same principles and apply those to our kids to give them a framework of rules with clear boundaries in place as they learn how to assert their independence? At my house, some of those rules look like this. You're welcome to go to bed whatever time you want as long as you make it to school on time tomorrow. My cars are available for you to use as long as you respond to the warning lights. I care a lot more about where my kids are and who they're with than I do about the time on the clock when they walk in the door. My kids also clearly understand that lying will get them in more trouble than anything else they could do. If I can just trust that whatever they tell me is truth, they will have way more freedom than if I'm always questioning what they say. So parenting is pretty easy and almost kind of fun when things are going well. It's when our kids decide to assert their independence in ways that we don't agree with and sometimes ways that are potentially really dangerous. It's at that moment when many of us question why on earth we chose to have these kids in the first place. Now, nobody I know became a parent so they could be the jail warden and no teenager wants to be incarcerated. So the question is, where's the fulcrum in this balancing act? I believe our job, first and foremost, is to scream less and love more. No matter what that teenager does, they cannot make us yell. We are responsible for our actions at all times. Now, nobody's perfect, but one thing I've really been working on is to be acutely aware of how I'm feeling. If I start feeling angry, then I walk away. I put myself in time out until I can act from love. I promise you there will be a huge difference in what you do when the feeling driving those actions is unconditional love. If I reflect back on an interaction with my teenager and realize I was feeling angry during the interaction, I take that as a lesson and next time do a little bit better. Now, another tool that's very important for parents to remember is that they have friends. They don't need another buddy. Our job is to be the parent, to lovingly guide them as we enforce rules and boundaries. The third tool I'd like to talk about, and I believe this is actually number one, the number one most important thing that we can do, and that is to remember that we are working in synergy with our Father in Heaven. Before these kids 
ever belonged to us, they were his children. Heavenly Father, I believe, intentionally chose these children to come be my kids. One of my mottos in anything in life is that I'm going to work like everything depends on me, and I'm going to pray like everything depends on God. My husband likes to joke, if you're being charged by a bull, what are you going to do? Are you going to kneel down and pray, or are you going to run like heck? I don't know about you, but I'm going to pray as hard as I can while I'm running like heck. And sometimes, as a parent of teenagers, I feel like I'm being charged by bulls. I also believe the Heavenly Father didn't send me down here to fail, and I absolutely know He's not going to allow me to ruin these precious children of His. In fact, I believe there are important lessons I can learn from them each and every day as I parent, as I'm the mom, and enforce rules and boundaries, and as I do so in a loving and kind way. On days that are especially difficult to keep my cool as a mom, I'm empowered by this visual I have as I consider that I'm working in synergy with my Heavenly Father to help teach these kids, guide these kids to return back to His presence. I suddenly feel less alone and a lot more empowered. All right, you guys, I'm keeping it short and sweet this week. Remember, keep your cool. It's your job as a parent to enforce boundaries and to lovingly guide. And first and foremost, remember you're not in this alone. You're a team with your Heavenly Father, and He's always there for you. As much as we love our kids individually, Heavenly Father loves them even more than we do. He is even more invested in lovingly guiding not only them, but also us. All right, please jump onto the website before it's too late and get registered for ThoughtWorks, and I will see you again next week.